0: When one door closes, another one opens. Let's see how it worked out. Here we go. Sir, I will live with perseverance in the spirit of Taekwondo, courtesy for fellow students, integrity within myself, and to become a black belt leader. Welcome to the ATA Nation podcast. Welcome back students, instructors, parents, masters of ATA Nation. We are thrilled to have you with us for episode number 63. My name is Senior Master Zach Hayden and I will be your host today. We are starting a cool new series of podcasts, and these are going to be um, interspersed with some other episodes as well. But uh, we want to focus on and show off some of the um, younger school owners, uh, some of the younger licensees across ATA Nation. Um, We know uh, a lot of us uh, licensees, all of us licensees, myself included, that uh, a career in the martial arts is just so awesome. Um, and uh, we want you out there in ATA Nation to be able to see um, how you can make a living at this. How if, if your passion is martial arts um, that you might uh, consider, um, you know, something like Songam University and continuing in the uh, the the mission of owning and operating an ATA-licensed school. And so uh, we are going to be interviewing a bunch of different uh, school owners. Today is our very first one, and we're going to be interviewing uh, Master Lindbergh out of Ohio. Great interview, really cool uh, guy. So let's get to that right now. Special Guest Interview Hello, ATA Nation. Um, We are back with you for another awesome interview. We have uh, Master Lindbergh with us today. Um, How are you today, sir?
1: Hey, doing well. Thanks for having me on, sir.
0: We're super excited to have you. Um, We're doing a series on um, school owners and and younger school owners. Um, I I feel like I used to be in that category, but that was like 20 years ago. So now uh, (laughs) I'm not so much. Um, So let's start out with just um, before we get to your school, how did you start in martial arts?
1: uh so uh first thanks for having me and i i'm honored that i'm still considered young even though i turned 30 so that's nice um i started like most kids in the 90s i wanted to be a power ranger or ninja turtle uh my mom has told the story like to friends and stuff that when i was really young the old ninja turtles movie was the only thing that would quiet me down (laughs) and uh those are the one best
0: ones people. by the way. We all know those original oh, yeah, Turtles yeah, so. movies are the best.
1: <laughs> but uh when I was a kid I wasn't naturally athletic. Uh I super skinny still am was a super uncoordinated and my parents read something in I don't know, a newspaper or something that said the best sports for kids that lack coordination were swimming and martial arts. And um Uh, just so happened that a friend of my dad was a member of the ATA back in the seventies and early eighties. And he recommended, uh, school one town over that was owned by master Connell said, I know this guy, you should take him there. And then that, that was it. Fast forward all these years later. I'd never from 1996 on, I never took a break, uh, never stopped. Even when I blew out my knee, I went to class and I just did only hand techniques. (laughs) That that was me. You were sold.
0: So uh, Mm -hmm. fast forward, um, you opened your own school or did you, um, did you open a school? Did you acquire a school? What was the process for you um, going into school ownership?
1: Yeah. So um, I always, um, you know, thought I wanted to do it, but then I, I went to college and I graduated from college I had a job in the financial field for a couple of years, uh, and then uh, the like a bunch of adults can relate to. Manager left, so the job kind of went south, and I didn't know what I wanted to do, and even during the time where I had this other job, I was still going to teach as often as I could at the Pavlik School, Senior Master and Master Pavlik, who are here in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And when my old job went south, I thought, you know, if I'm going to take the chance to ever try this, the the time is now. Because at the time, you know, I wasn't married, didn't have kids. And so in a, even when I worked in the job, I still thought, you know, another job, excuse me, I still thought, I want to do that. So kind of the victim of circumstance, I took the leap then, and that was 2015. And, you know, never looked back since then that, you know, the one job going bad turned into something much better that much never better thought of before Cool.
0: Well, mm-hmm. so that's very interesting. You were in the uh, in the financial field before. Did you have any hesitations? Um, you know, a, a lot of people think of yeah, martial arts. Uh, it'd be great to teach martial arts as a career, but um, I'm not going to make any money. Uh, I, you know, sure. I'm going to be like the suffering, uh, you know, artist instead. Um, and you <laughs> came from the financial uh, background. So um, did you ever worry about that? What, did you know you had a, a solid business that you could rely on?
1: well i i my situation was unique in that also my uh dad was self employed my whole life um and so I think the two biggest things that made it so I wasn't one of those people you mentioned is the way I was raised by my dad with his mm-hmm. background and then also my education in finance and financial planning uh i I of course was nervous like everybody was uh, I'm sure you were nervous when you first opened. I'm sure you oh, yeah. just like me um, learned how to make ramen dinners as creative <laughs> as possible. <laughs> um, but you, you know, it's, it's really, I, my dad pointed out, especially it's like, you know, this is no different than any other business. Every, it doesn't matter what field you go into. If you go into business for yourself, it, it's going to start off a little Rocky just like everybody, but you, you need that perseverance and discipline to get you through that, regardless of what the field is. It's no different than anything else, you know,
0: that's smart. And, and um, you know, you're currently you run the school. Um, it's mm-hmm. making uh, uh, money for your family to survive. You're not like mm-hmm. still eating ramen or anything like that. <laughs>
1: No, I only eat ramen by choice at this point, <laughs> not by force,
0: so we're good. <laughs> Excellent.
1: I, I just think it's important
0: for – especially you got a maybe a, a young athlete out there listening um, who, you know, wants to do this as a career path. And, uh, you know, they still got to convince their parents into the idea that, like, hey, no, I can do this. Um, I know it's not doctor or lawyer or anything like that, but um, <laughs> right. this is a viable career that you could use um, to, you know – sustain a family and 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 live a good life so um you know i think the more we can show people that there are individuals out there that aren't you know you know living paycheck to paycheck and and not surviving at their school and that doesn't mean that you couldn't run a a a school part-time you know one of my seniors uh chief master sandoval has he had a job his entire time in a very successful school he just liked doing another job too so Mm -hmm. Um, so you said you started your school in 2015. Um, yeah. What? Uh, how's it going now? what's your What's your active student count?
1: Yeah, it's going awesome. We I looked at before this, we're sitting at uh, 253 active, um, and like you said, it's I'm I'm one of the lucky ones. Like especially post COVID, that we survived strong, um, and we have a great core group that we kept during COVID and then since then rebuilt above what we were pre. Um and like you said, we I I think I have a pretty good life here. Uh I have a great house with my wife and two kids that they're we're all very comfortable, you know, we're we're blessed. And and so I think the the biggest reason for that is like um you said people wanted to make sure is this a viable career. Um just educate yourself the best as possible. And then you, there's no reason you can't do it. Um, my biggest reason for my success was my financial education beforehand. Anybody that, is, if you're serious about doing this as a career, I would really encourage you to get that financial education. Um, the, there's a million types of successful schools. You, mm-hmm. you have to define success. You could be a huge school. You could be smaller and successful. Really into competitions, really into XMA, there are a million ways. But without that financial education, it, it it's all to not. And I was very blessed to have that. Thankfully, that's
0: that's really good advice. Um, I, I forgot to mention uh, where is your school located, and is that where you um, you know had always thought you'd open a school? Did you relocate there? Um, give us a little background on um, where your school is.
1: That's a good call. My bad. I should have said who I was and where I'm from. Sorry, sir. No, (laughs) Um, I
0: didn't even ask. I should have.
1: That's okay. No, I'm here in a a suburb of Columbus, Ohio, Grove City, Ohio. Uh, The people that know me know it's a funny story. I actually grew up in Grove City, Pennsylvania. And fast forward, ended up in Grove City, Ohio. But (laughs) I I first came to Columbus because I went to the Ohio State University, sir. And (laughs) upon graduating, I just really liked... The city stayed here. And then whenever I decided to open, uh, I was very lucky to have the help of Senior Master and Master Pavlik. I I know you know them. And whenever I decided to open, I went to them because I was teaching for them and asked, you know, where should I go? And they gave me a couple of suburbs to research. I looked at, you know, the demographics, the same numbers everybody looks at whenever they think. And then I, I also just drove around. I drove around to different communities, and I had a good feeling about this. I really liked it. And then after my wife and I got married, we we then moved here, and we live here too. I live just I think it's a mile and a half from my school, so I I really like that. That both my biz, I live and work a business in the same community. I feel like it um, makes me uh, I'll just connect more with the people uh-huh. that are here. Being that I'm not. I am part of their community too. And so I want to see this community grow and thrive just like uh, everybody else does.
0: Yes, sir. Cool. Very. uh, Mm -hmm. I I think that's, you know, every uh, school owner has a different story about like I started my school in my hometown, um, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, it's got less (laughs) than 10,000 people, you know, obviously depend, you know, like you mentioned earlier, you define success differently. um, Mm -hmm. uh, And, you know, you've got to look at where you're located, what your aims are, what your goals are. Um, you know, everybody looks to these, you know, you've got 250, you know, I know the Pavlik's got like 3 billion students um, <laughs> and that every school owner has to define success differently. Um, and it doesn't have to be that student number. Um, I think it's mm-hmm. neat to see student numbers. I think it's important, um, but you can have a, a school of, you know, 400 students and be living paycheck to paycheck. And you can have a school of, you know, a hundred students, and be be you know living comfortably. It just depends on um, you know all the other like you said the finance that you you need to pay attention to.
1: Well, that, yeah, like that's where it goes back to what I said about my financial education. Um, w- without that, it doesn't matter how many students I had, and and especially as we learned, unfortunately, during the shutdown, uh, I, I was in a unique situation in that I my school was technically homeless for a month. Because the day of the shutdown, I signed a lease on a new space. I, I took the leap. Uh, we expanded to a space that was twice as big. So we were growing really strong. Uh, two hours later, it was done. And uh, like everybody found out, that meant construction delays. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so I had to teach from my spare bedroom which uh, pro tip, if you have to teach from a spare bedroom, don't be six foot tall because you will hit your head <laughs> on the ceiling. Like I found out. <laughs> no jump and kicks, no jump kicks. <laughs> no, I could not jump, sir. No. And, um, and like I said, be but because of my mm-hmm. education, it helped me to survive that part. And, you know, ever since we've come back, we, we haven't looked back. And cause I, I know just like, you know, people that, you know, their school might be very big, but it, without those numbers and the knowledge and the grasp of it, it doesn't matter.
0: Well, probably on that, on that same, um, thread there, what advice would you give to like a high school student, um, that is thinking, Hey, I might want to, uh, have a career in, in the martial arts. Um, what kind of education should they get? What things, um, should they be thinking about if that's what they want to do?
1: Well, the, uh, <laughs> first thing i would tell them is you gotta be answering answer three questions like it do you know yourself do you know your market do you know your goals like you mentioned before there's more than one version of success and Mm -hmm. you have to be able to define that before you go into business um there's no right answer there's no right way and so you just have to be able to answer those for yourself and then secondly i would definitely say you need that education in finance no uh i sound like my dad and so it hurts me but know (laughs) the value of a dollar uh if he listens to this he will be probably calling me that i sound like him um (laughs) and be be willing to try new things uh when i started off i i didn't really take off until i trusted myself and my ideas at first i would only do something if somebody else had done it that way Somebody else had, I heard somebody else do this. And then once I started trusting myself, I was willing to try things, willing to change course. That's when I really took off, when, when I just gained the confidence in myself as an owner. Um, and so that would be the, the top things I'd tell you. And you're, you're going to have ups and downs. You're, uh, somebody told me when I went into business, uh, I was like, hey, when you are self-employed, you're going to laugh, you're going to cry. You're going to be excited. You're going to be furious. You're going to be all those things within one hour every day. (laughs) It's a roller coaster, but but that's okay. And uh, if you're willing to put in the work, you're willing to go through those ups and downs. It can be an extremely rewarding career like it, it has been for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I always say, uh, um, I, I don't know who I heard it from, but I'd rather work a thousand hours for myself than a hundred hours for somebody else. Um, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. and we do absolutely. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs>
0: um, but it, like you said, it's a very rewarding career. You know, it's nice to be in charge of your own, you know, your own destiny. You, you, uh, you know, survive or fail on your own, on your own efforts.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What mm-hmm. about, uh, a parent? Um, what, what, advice would you give a parent who's saying, Hey, my kid wants to do this. And I am just not sure this is actually something, um, they should do. Um, you know, do you have any advice for, uh, someone like that?
1: Yeah. So you, uh, when I talked to you beforehand and asked you what you're going to ask me, uh, that question, I, I had no idea. So I called my parents, uh, I said, what, what would you say? And, uh, they, what's funny is they both said the same things of, what I said of understanding there will be highs and lows and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't overreact to either of them. Uh, And both my parents reminded me there was days that I called them unsure of things and to be ready to take that phone call. And we're uh, like my, my mom said, she whenever I had those low times, she reminded me of why I started in the first place. You know, Um, whenever I, decided to open my school. And I asked my parents, my mom asked me, she's like, is there anything you are better at than teaching Taekwondo? I said, no. Well, there's your answer. And when I had those low times, she kept reminding me of that fact. Like, you know, remember, this is your passion. There's nothing you're better at. This is what you dreamt of when you first started helping in classes when you were 11. And that'll get you through those harder times. Um, and when I asked my dad, he said, don't be afraid to ask your child questions. You know, uh, he was of course nervous because he went into business for himself. He knew those tough times. And so he knew what questions to ask me. And just by talking to me, that calmed his nerves, knowing Mm -hmm. that I had thought through all the things I was taking it seriously. I was focused on the goals and that, that relieved a lot of. A lot of his worries, which of course there are anytime your child takes that leap for themselves.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, they're, they're stepping out and doing something scary, but, um, I think that's some great advice for parents out there. Um, what, what mm-hmm. do you do for yourself to continue to stay motivated, um, to learn and to grow, um, and to get better as, as an owner, as an operator?
1: Well, the, the biggest thing is I, I never stopped being a student, You know. Um, one of the most powerful parts of being an ATA licensee that I I don't think enough people talk about is the networking Mm
0: -hmm. part of
1: it. Um, I, my, I've, I forget how many school owners numbers in my phone and I'm texting people every day. You know, I have certain, uh, people that I talk to every day that are higher ranked than me, been in the business longer than me, um, that are always willing to talk, always willing to help. And that's another part of why i think i've i've done well I, i'd like to think i've done well um is i never stopped being a student you know i i force myself to spar with my teens and adults every week uh, i meet up with senior master and master pavlik every, it's thursday i just came from practicing my forms with them um i go to worlds every year and i make sure to do seminars force Mm -hmm. myself to learn new things, expand my abilities, and I make sure my students know that because I want my students to have that same lifelong learning attitude, which is another thing that makes our sport unique is that really is a lifelong learning opportunity. And it's only going to make you better. Don't, Don't stop training. Don't stop trying to better yourself and always be willing to ask other people for ideas, for help, for advice.
0: Well, that's yes that's i and I, you're right i don't think uh um enough people realize how powerful it is to have this network in the ata i mean we can reach out at any time and there's a licensee that will be happy to talk to us um you know give us advice tell us what they messed up and what we should do uh, better or just just a vent to um and that's you know, not the same thing in every, in, in most industries, that's not the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and, and so it's a, it's a really useful part of what we have here. So. um, Mm -hmm. Sir, I want to thank you for your time. Um, I think it's an inspiration to see, uh, you know, just more school owners out there, people who have taken the leap, Um, you know, obviously, you know, I think now we look at, you know, what are we in the, maybe around the third generation of of licensees you know obviously there's been a lot but um you know and we want to just continue to grow and inspire uh individuals to um you know who want to do this as a as a lifestyle um to go out there and do it i mean you know it i know it uh it's the best you know i mean we get to mm-hmm. change lives we get to kick and punch things i mean uh, <laughs> what more fun can you have so
1: yeah, it's you know, it it's it's been extremely rewarding, you know, seven years uh into this. Uh I couldn't be more thankful that my first job went south. Uh that that led me to doing this because it's been the best thing I ever could have done for myself and my family. And if if you're thinking about it, it, it it it's worth the risk. Trust yourself, get that education like I talked about. And there's no reason why you, you can't be successful. It, it It is a very rewarding career.
0: Yes, sir. Well, uh, we want to thank you for your time today, sir. Um, keep up the good work and uh, we'll uh, be looking forward to more awesome things from you in the future.
1: Hey, thank you, sir. Thanks for having me on. If anybody likes this, let's talk to me. I'm not hard to find. Find me on Facebook or call my school. I'm always willing to talk to anybody.
0: Awesome. There's that networking again. Yes, sir. <laughs> Listener feedback. Well, ATA Nation, we haven't done any listener feedback recently, and uh, I wanted to um, hit you up and, and remind you that you can head over to uh our instagram send us a message we've uh gotten some good messages recently i know i'm working with a a team through instagram that we're going to do an interview um you know both uh i've gotten some stuff from the crew uh the some teams out in uh, pittsburgh with uh chief master nominee kaminsky as well as um some of the um the Pickering Power guys, but I, you know what? I haven't heard from anybody West coast. So I need to hear some, you know, central of the country, West coast, uh, send me, uh, a DM on Instagram. And, uh, I wanted to remind you about, uh, our special project. I haven't forgotten about it. I've got this cool thing. I was actually just talking to a listener yesterday, uh, who, uh, wanted me to spill the beans on, uh, Kind of this special project, and uh, I did tell him, and he, and actually, he had a good guess as to what it was, so uh, we're really excited about it. Um, we just got to ke- put a couple more pieces in place. But if you're uh, if you want to be the first to find out, you got to join kind of our insiders group, um, our, our kind of a membership club, um, where you'll get some special messages, um, and uh, access to these uh, awesome things first. So, you got to head over to uh, a T a M a dot ninja slash uh, uncut ut uncut. Okay. Right? So we'd love for you to uh, head over there. Um, check that out. Grab a, a card, a membership card there. Um, a membership pass, I think is a better term for it. Um, and they're like two bucks or something like that. We had to put a price on them. So, you know, bots on the internet, don't just go out and steal them all or whatnot. So, Anyways, going to be cool. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got uh, a bunch of great interviews coming up. Next week, we've got an interview with the CEO of 2020 Armor. So make sure you're checking that out. And uh, please, the best thing you can do for us, if you like this podcast, is to share it with a friend. Share it with a friend and make sure you're out there taking action. Thanks for listening to another episode of the ATA Nation Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share with your ATA family. Secret part. Hey, if you listen to the secret part, you need to be, in, grab one of those membership passes. Okay? I'm just saying, two bucks, three bucks, something like that. Uh, real cheap. Um, and, uh, it's only because we don't want bots and that's the lowest I could make it. I, they, they wouldn't let me put it any lower than that. Um, and, uh, you'll be the first to get some
1: really cool stuff.
0: Okay. See you later guys.